It is important to note that ChatGPT is an AI language model and does not have the ability to intentionally plagiarize or engage in unethical behavior. Ah, such a warm intro to our next guest. Louis Volante is a professor of education, governance, and policy analysis at Brock University in St. Catharines, Ontario, and co-author of a terrific piece at theconversation.com entitled Chat GPT and Cheating, Five Ways to Change How Students Are Graded. Professor Volante, Louis, good morning and welcome, sir. Good morning. Thank you for having me. Well, it's good to have you with us. That was uh, 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 an uh, AI-generated response. Our producer, Phil Figueroa, uh, went to ChatGPT and asked it the question, how do you deal with plagiarism? And the answer went on for a minute. That was the last 10 seconds about be, uh, not being uh, indulging in unethical behavior. But you and your co-authors are, are looking at ChatGPT uh, not as much as a threat, which it definitely is, but also as an opportunity. So square that circle for us, Louis. How did you get there? Yeah, I mean, um, we really got there because we started from the simple premise that it's going to be impossible to actually catch every instance when a student's actually using ChatGPT to generate an essay. So if we take that starting point, then the logical conclusion to that would be, okay, well, if students are using it, um, how are we going to address this? Frontally, like how are we directly going to uh, confront this threat to academic integrity? Mm-hmm. Um, so my colleagues, Don Klinger and Chris DeLuca and I, we sort of generated a couple of suggestions for how we can reform assessment within higher education systems, also in high school as well, mm-hmm. uh, which we actually think are long overdue. I think some of these changes should have happened a long time ago, but ChatGPT is essentially provided the impetus and to move this along quicker. Well, I'll tell you, Louis, one of the things that came up in the piece, you quote an expert named Sarah Elaine Eaton, uh, who goes, and you go on to say that this person has estimated that at Canadian universities, 70,000 students buy cheating services every year. So overdue is a pretty good adjective to put uh, next to all of this, isn't it? Yeah, and I mean, she's talking about contract cheating. So for the viewers, they're already um, what that really means is they're already buying an essay that's sure. done yep. from a, a, some sort of party, and they're submitting it. Um, and um, you know, this happened way before ChatGPT even came onto the landscape. Yep. And what professors have been using to sort of catch that sort of thing is turn it in, but it's not a hundred percent successful like anything else, there's going to be people that um, obviously submit those types of essays and and they might not be caught, right? So, um, you know, this issue around, you know, academic integrity, it's something that we need to address directly within uh, universities and also in, in schools as well. Right. We had uh, um, the last conversation we had on this uh, topic. Professor Volante was with a, a chap from uh, Dalhousie. Uh, he was one of the deans uh, basically in charge of discipline. <laughs> and of course, that would include uh, plagiarism and all sorts of unethical student behavior. Uh, and again, just talking about the degree of that, of, of that this challenge represents to those who are responsible for academic integrity. And it's huge, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I actually had a PhD student a few years ago do her thesis, her PhD thesis, looking at plagiarism in uh, university settings. And so for the listeners out there, the vast, vast, vast majority of cases when a student needs to be disciplined, it's not because they overtly did it on purpose. It's often quite subtle, right? They might not have 
paraphrase something. So it becomes an instructional sort of exercise. The issue around contract cheating, that's cut and dry. There's no gray area there. Sure. But I, I don't want I don't want the lead, uh, listeners to think that, you know, we have a huge percentage of students out there that are, you know, using these nefarious sort of uh, opportunities to cheat the system. That's just not that's just not correct. And yet you have to absorb that fact into going forward. So now you and your colleagues have turned this around and are looking at five ways to change how students are graded. Don't have all the time in the world, Louis, but let's whistle through that five point list, please. Yeah, I mean, I I don't even really need to go through all five. I mean, the most important thing is that we need to basically create the conditions where students are less likely to draw on AI in order to generate an essay. And one way of doing that is to get rid of this tried and true traditional one and done essay assignment that's often given to large first and second year courses where students, you know, particularly in the social sciences and the humanities, they're, you know, they're given a preset topic or they pick a topic amongst the list and they hand in their essay. One way of going about doing this differently is having students submit in particular particular portions of their assignment. So in my graduate course, I readily admit, is a small number of students. They have to give me an outline. I uh, take a look at the suggested citations that they're going to use, the structure of the essay, and I give them feedback. That is less susceptible to what we're talking about today, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, And I guess the other thing I want to make clear, it's a really key point I want the listeners to understand, is that when students do use things like ChatGPT, at least the current research that exists, and it's it's coming out all the time because this is a new challenge, it doesn't generate, the student isn't really using that type of uh, application and getting an A plus, they're often getting a B minus or something quite, uh, or something lower. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if, if we actually provide assessments that really tackle higher order thinking skills, um, chat GPT isn't really going to do a great job in that domain. So we, we really want to emphasize that in schools. And we also want to change the structure of our more traditional assessment approaches that are susceptible to things like ChatGPT being used nefariously or uh, contract cheating services. Are you optimistic that these changes can occur? Um, Well, if I'm being brutally honest, no. And, And the reason why I'm saying that is because we're dealing with such large numbers of students in the first and second year courses that, you know, it's very costly to do what we're recommending. There is a cost to it, right? It's a lot easier to rely on traditional assessment approaches within these large first-year courses than it is to, say, um, break down an assignment into two or three portions because that would mean that that single assignment has to be marked two times instead of one time, right? And when you're dealing with class sizes of three, four, five hundred, it's difficult to do it. Canadians uh, might not be aware of this, but we're the first country in the world to go to universal access, which means more than 50% plus one of our students go on to post-secondary. We're number one in the world for in this area in terms of post-secondary attendance and have been so for about 15 years now. We've been in this category, so we have large numbers of students, and that's something that we need to wrap our head around in terms of how do we deal with such large first and second year class sizes and change our assessment in such a way where we can be more reliable, valid, 
and also tackle those sort of higher-order thinking skills that are so valuable. Interesting stuff. It's a great article, and, and I commend it to our, our listeners this morning, Louis. You and your colleagues, Christopher DeLuca and Don Klinger, have written ChatGPT and Cheating, Five Ways to Change How Students Are Graded. It's a good read. It's available at theconversation.com. Uh, principal author, Professor Louis Volante from Brock University. Thanks for this, Louis. Great to have you on the show. We appreciate your time. Thank you. Have a great day.